Welcome to the Fearless Sellers, the Women of Amazon podcast. I'm Joey Roberts. I believe we had the audacity to do this, um, to think that we could we could do this and bring these products to market and bring this uh, this mission. Um, and I remember the moment that people started to purchase that weren't related to me. They weren't like friends and family that were like supporting wow. us because we were begging them. And that was huge. Eden Lauren, welcome to the Fearless Sellers, the Women of Amazon podcast. Today's chat is going to be so fun. You built your brand, Nisa, around the unmentionables of womanhood. And so cool, we are recording this podcast from Amazon's very own Accelerate event in Seattle. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. If you could please explain to our listeners what I meant by unmentionables of women. Sure. Um, the phrase really encapsulates for us um, kind of a, a big portion of the mission of NISA. It's when we sat back and realized as women from puberty, when we get our period for the first time, all the way through the ups and downs and the experiences we have, endometriosis and fibroids and cysts and pregnancy, um, miscarriage, all the way to perimenopause and menopause, there are these these vulnerable times that we go through, sometimes uh, several in a month. Um, we get our period for an average of 35 years, uh, every month for 35 years. It, these times that we haven't talked about it, that there isn't language. Um, and culturally, it's kind of hushed. We have to keep those realities silenced. And so we wanted to, to kind of call them out and make a part of NISA to be saying these words out loud. Um, let's talk about the pain. Let's talk about the discomfort. And then also let's come up with some innovative ways to remedy and find recovery. I love it. This is like, I feel like we can talk for hours, but in the yeah. Respect of our guests, I'm going to stay on the brand story and not just about being women, but I applaud you. I think that this is all about selling physical products and selling products, especially on Amazon, is being innovative and finding mm -hmm. changes in the marketplace. And this is a really cool brand focus on women's well being. So how did this just come up like for you personally that you were like, Hey, I am going to make these products. Like, how did you make that decision? Yeah. My, my background had been in product development, um, in really in the food and beverage space in, uh, spirits often. Um, I love ideation. I love thinking about innovation. And then I had a baby. And it was, you know, kind of shocking. It's like, we know that our life is going to change and we know that like physically will change. But I really, at least in my experience, had not known how dramatically the recovery would affect me, how much my identity would shift um, for having a child. And I was really shocked and pretty dismayed that there weren't products that were made for my body, that weren't designed for a woman's body, and that weren't built for recovery after you give birth. And when I got home from the hospital, I mean, what I received at the hospital was like a joke. And then when I got home, immediately 
was looking online. I was sending family members, my partner to target everywhere that I could to try to find things that would help me heal. And there wasn't anything. And I thought, well, this is crazy. I mean, women are giving, millions of women are giving birth every year. And we're all kind of in the same boat of like suffer through it, you know, um, just because for centuries people have, I, I don't think we need to continue. Someone's got to design something or do something. And I, I, I kept coming back to this idea that I, as a woman I've had is waiting, they're like waiting for the doctor to give me the information or waiting for somebody to tell me what to expect. I realized that like no one's going to do it for us. They're not going to change any of these things, these realities for us. Right. So if we want to see change, we have to do it ourselves. And um, that's where the idea of Nisa really was born, if you will. I can totally relate to that. And I'm a mom and I left the hospital and I thought all this stuff was ridiculous. And I was like, well, yeah, yeah I'm not going to use any of this. And yeah, uh, yeah so I, I think it's super cool that you were able to find undergarments that can combine therapeutic function and comfort mm -hmm. for women to be able to heal. And really during, I guess, it's like all transitional moments of their lives, right? Right. Totally. I mean, um, when we created Fourthwear, that was our first product, and that is a postpartum undergarment dedicated to the fourth trimester. And um, I, we say that's like from the moment you give birth for the first year, if not longer, it has the functionality of um, bringing ice and heat to your body for recovery, but it's designed really what's, what's um, super important about it is that design of the, the pocket in the front. Um, and it goes over the bump or it can be like worn down. As we started to grow, so um, kind of established a, re a relationship with our customers and they were now getting their period again after giving birth or dealing with some of those pains like their endometriosis or their fibroids. Um, now after they stepped out of that fourth trimester, we realized we wanted to continue on that journey with them. So we just pushed on that same IP and we created V-Wear. So slightly different design. We made a leggings and we made an underwear. It's got this um, beautiful like cotton shell on the inside, but the pocket's a little bit more discreet. So like, for instance, I'll wear my V-Wear if I have my period and I'm working or I'm out in the world. Um, it's just something that I now use constantly. Super cool. And I mean, I'm having flashbacks to, you know, always wanting a heating pad nearby. So I'm like stocking up on bulky, uncomfortable heating pads that get too hot. And when I saw right. your products, I was like, these are phenomenal. And it just makes so much more sense. So once again, congratulations on just the product innovation and paving the way for women on their health journeys. Thank you. I think when we talk about how we need language to shift so we can talk about our pain or just more comfortably speak out loud about these realities, I really think that design is just as important. There's so many parts. You were talking about what you got at the hospital and like that mesh, that mesh underwear that we get. It's, I mean, better than nothing, that's for sure. But it's also right. one size fits all. It's not, it's not functioning. It's not holding the ice to your body, which is what doctors want you to have after you give birth. Um, you have to like a cesarean delivery. You have to like cut it and like roll it. I mean, we can do better. We can like, we're, I mean, yeah. we're creating, yeah, like products for 
keeping dogs' feet warm in the snow. Like we can like we can create better things. So I I think it is um it's a, it's really interesting to see the spaces that we can go into when we prioritize designing around our bodies. Yeah, and I love it. And Amazon is often referred to as the other aisle for discreetly. Mm-hmm right? So how wonderful is it that women can be educated on your product and then they can go to Amazon's platform where you on the flip side have very well been able to reach and serve your target audience, which is difficult to do on Amazon. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I mean, it's, um, it's a real privilege to be in a space that, um, it's interesting, like when mass retail and drugstores, like they're still catching up. They're still putting um, aisles or departments or categories in place that aren't just hygiene, feminine hygiene. So like to be able to be in a space like Amazon where you have, um, it's like a trusted resource. Women are going there. They're looking for what should I put in my diaper bag? Like what do I need for recovery? Um, what I'd like to do is continue to amplify that. I think it would be really great to be able to highlight um, like female brands or brands that are meant for recovery, meant for like health services like that. And I, I think Amazon is perfectly positioned for that and is already doing much of that work. Yeah, I love that and bringing that uh, to expand through Amazon's platform. So mm-hmm. tell me one of the ways or tactics or strategies that you might be able to partner on Amazon with, I mean, obviously you partner with Amazon because you're selling, but but in other ways so that you're, you're also educating, um, like, yeah, like kind of the marketing side, like how have you been able to do that? Well, I would say it's always, um, there's a learning curve, um, understanding how to directly speak to the audience that, that comes to Amazon, but also, um, be able to communicate what the products do and when and how somebody uses them, I think is really great. So in the very beginning, uh, we built our product pages with, um, our copy and our images, um, necessary, of course. But then as we got more comfortable, being able to put videos or like added resources has been really helpful and impactful for us. Um, I would love to continue to push further there and not just through advertising, but just in the way that we communicate so that women can find us easier, but also understand, oh, I need my viewer for these, this particular use case, or I am building, um, you know, my registry for my new baby. And I want to make sure that I have um, products that are for me, not just for baby. Uh, on yeah. it. And that would be really, really big. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so you collaborate with doctors to educate women. Mm-hmm. How did that, did the collaboration come after you launched or how, how did that come about and how's that going? Yeah, that was a pillar right from the beginning. And in, in particular, our first product took about a year and a half to, to design and um, to, to test and bring to market. So in that time, we had been talking to women um, to, to try to get an understanding of their postpartum journey and their experiences and what did they need? Um, what were they looking to know more about? Uh, but at the same time, talking to industry professionals. So 
for instance, asking them, why do we get the mesh? What's the mesh for? Why is everyone, it's the ubiquitous item. What, it, what is it doing? And when they explained um, its purpose and the number one recommendation that like doulas and midwives all equally all share um, after you give birth, then we kind of pushed back on that and we were like, well, why are we getting something that like, you know, it's like stretchy and it doesn't absorb and it yeah. doesn't really work. And they, it was like unanimous. They all would, would say, yes, yes, exactly. So come up with something. And like, it was like, they were just as eager for um, shifts in design for better, better remedies as the women were that were going through these experiences. It was universal. I don't, I have yet to have a conversation with an industry pro that has not agreed um, that there needs to be changes. So what we wanted to do is really leverage their support and um, their knowledge and started to create um, kind of content channels, like ways to be able to kind of elevate their voice. Um, one way that we did that was creating digital downloads that are free with a purchase on our website, um, but are really, really helpful and super beautiful uh, for somebody that's going like getting their period for the first time, like what to expect. It's helpful yeah. for the parents. It's helpful for the teen. And there's a checklist that you could bring to the OBGYN that just helps with the questions that you may want to ask. There's a guide on what to expect after you give birth. And I think those have all been very industry professionally led, but also really approachable. So it gives that knowledge that you don't always have enough time to get or to know what to ask for when you're in those appointments. But, um, but you know, it's in the, the heads of those industry pros and they want you to have it. Wow. I mean, this goes way beyond selling this. I feel like this is just a big kind of movement that you've created. And it's, and that's, the beauty of Amazon is you can use their platform to sell products, but really what makes the brand so valuable is exactly everything you are touching on. It is a movement and you're collaborating with the community to educate and really, really pave the way. Um, I, I do that. have a question. Yeah. You're I'm, I'm blown away. Like this is, I'm so <laughs> excited that we're, we're, on this topic and I get to dig into your full brand story, not just, Hey, how did you make sales? This is actually like <laughs> 360 Still working on that one. <laughs> we all are right. I mean, that's, that's sellers, we all just want more and more sales, <laughs> uh, but I do have a question on um, review. So you were mentioning how you're doing in-depth content and that's, plays a significant role in building customer trust and loyalty and education. But mm -hmm. in this category that you're selling, I'm, I'm assuming that it's kind of hard to encourage customer feedback to build reviews a little harder than like other, you know, easy, easier products to talk about as a, a review. It, it, in some ways, Yes, absolutely. Um, there is still so much, um, like kind of handling with care. Um, or it, again, you know, we're culturally, we don't feel comfortable yet really speaking these realities out loud. And so yeah. you can see that hesitation often happen. On the flip side, I, I don't have statistical data here, but it feels like the majority of the recommendations that we get as women, especially speaking to these, these time periods that we're talking about, 
comes from other women. And so what we do see is a lot of recommendations, like a, a review even will be almost like a, hey, this really worked. I would suggest three pairs. Or um, I loved this for my postpartum. I am purchasing it for all the other women giving birth. We see a lot of people um, purchasing to gift or re-gift. Um, and that's been really meaningful and honestly surprising because we think of it like you're talking about sales and you think about, oh, you know, how do I meet that one person? Well, you forget that that one person is connected to so many others. And Roman. in this category, yeah. And as, as us as a community, women as a community, we share that knowledge with each other. Yeah. Recommendations are huge. Mm -hmm. So for you with marketing, it's like you're, you're doing word of mouth, but then also you have to mm -hmm. be mindful of all the, like, I mean, I can't even, my brain is going crazy with the keywords that you could win on. Like there's a lot. Right. Right. Um, right. So for just customers trust on, on Amazon, I love that it is, the women, but also giving it as a gift. And when you, when people mm -hmm. give it as a gift and I have a product that people give as a gift, I, I love that, that feedback that, Hey, I gave this as a gift and they really loved yeah. it. And plus it does boost your organic ranking when they put it in your reviews also. Yeah. Oh yeah. I think, um, I would love to know even more of what we could do with that on Amazon. Um, when we sell as gifts, um, from our website, we do, uh, like a handwritten card and, mm. um, this, um, this trip to the, the last few days, I've been asking a lot of folks around, we've been talking a lot about gift cards and how do you make it unique for somebody that really like builds that gift gift giving. And I think there's some really interesting ways and like things that are um, coming up the, the pike um, from like the Amazon team that I think speaks to that. And right now, what I see, um, especially on Amazon, gift message for sure, but mm -hmm. also adding it to registries. And I think we could push even harder on that is making sure that we're well positioned for that. Um, and then the things that you don't always think about giving a gift for, like, I don't know if everybody thinks to give someone an undergarment when they get their period for their first time, but they should. I mean, there's they a milestone should. in someone's life. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's fun to get a gift. It's normalizing. Yeah. I mean, I ran and hit. Right. And you know, my mom missed all the cues and uh, she was like, oh, of course, I should have noticed. I was her fourth yeah. child. I'm like, what? How'd she not notice that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You could have used some V-wear. Yeah, exactly. I mean, we could all use V-wear in our lives. I love it. <laughs> um, so switching back, I know that this journey for you started in Chicago and you at some point started donating products to women in need. And now do you still have this philanthropic effort? We do. Um, it is, um, it's challenging to continue to stay, um, 
consistent. We were saying like every month, every quarter. So what we do, I mean, we get a lot of incoming leads and we generally say yes. Um, we have organizations that we work with uh, regularly and that feels really good because then we can have a strong relationship with them. Um, for others, as soon as we like vet them, then it's really, we just want to answer the call. Um, very early on, there was a discussion on should... There was like a movement in the last four or five years of companies that are B Corp or like one for one, donate a product, get a product. And I think those are all really, really valuable. I think at a certain point we thought, you know, just especially when it comes to women's needs, like everyone's can be equally in need. So there are times that we donate products to shelters um, in the city. Most recently, it was to refugees. We have an influx of refugees that are unhoused in Chicago, um, like major cities around the country. Um, we have some organizations that are on the border that we've sent uh, postpartum pads to um, pretty much consistently over the years. And then there's been some kind of one-off partnerships. Um, when certain states were dealing with particular legislation, we had sent um, pads to help support their women's clinics. Um, just finding different ways that when we can responsibly share uh, our products, that we're getting them in the hands of people who need them. Yeah, that's that's awesome. It seems like you have so much going on and you're like, but we also need to be to be giving back and having that mission. And so many brands, I think, want to do that. Mm -hmm. And I like the kind of the nugget of gold you put in there. It's like, just partner with organizations that can come to you and they'll actually distribute it for you. So they kind of become a partner. Yeah. I, I, um, I'm open and supportive of any way that people give back, but what I, I do demand, I think, of um, companies in which I purchase from or that I want to be a part of is that there is a way of participating with your community. And yeah. that can be, um, maybe it is that it's um, just donating product. That's fine. Like, I, I don't know that we're all going to have the capacity to start and run a business, but also create like social change that's going to solve that for everyone's needs all at once. Like it's going yeah. to take time. But if there is something in which um, one can extend, and for us, it might be pads. It might be a, a, the, as simple as sending cases of pads to the people that know best who needs them. Um, that can be great. That's a way that we at least are supporting organizations that are dedicated to this work. Yes. Yeah, exactly. And it, and I think, um, brands who are really into their brands do have this thought of, I need to have the mission to give back, but there mm -hmm. becomes so much on our plate as sellers and building the business that you, it doesn't become the number one priority. Yeah. And I mean, I can see why not. Like it is a struggle. It is hard if, if you're not suffering from, you know, changes in the carrier rates, but uh, there's supply chain. There's the fact that like women have access to the tiniest percentage of venture capital and funds. It is intense 
intensely difficult to build a brand, even more difficult, I think, to scale a brand. And in all that, uh, to prioritize having to um, find the right partner or a trusted partner in which to donate product can be hard. It can be really hard to prioritize it. And I it think is. it's really helpful Yeah, when people come to you because then you're like, they've done, half, they've done part of the work. They've gotten on my radar. Um, now it just takes a couple of checks and of um, validating and then, you know, we can send things through. But I, I can absolutely see why companies would struggle with keeping that a priority. Yes. And talking on that, those lines of we're out here building our brands and in order for the brands to continue, we have to make money. We have to see sales coming in, repeat customers, et cetera, whatever builds your brand. Can you share a moment or moments where it really hit you like, hey, you know what? I just spent over a year developing this product and the sales are coming in where you had that moment of, wow, I am doing this and Nisa is is going to be around for a while. Um, I would break it down. I would say having the moment that I'm doing this for sure. Um, one of the Nisa co-founders, um, who is a dear friend, likes to, to remind us or recently reminded me of this statement that we said at some point, I don't, she'd remember maybe a year in where we said, I can't believe we had the audacity to do this, um, to think that we could, we could do this and bring these products to market and bring this, uh, this mission. Um, and I remember the moment that people started to purchase that weren't related to me. They weren't like friends and family that were like supporting yeah. us because we were begging them. And that was huge. Um, and flash forward then to several years later. And I mean, I would love to think that there's a moment when you can confidently say like, I'm doing it right and I'm going to be here forever. But I recently asked a company that has been around for 56 years, hmm. and I said, what was the moment when you were like, got it right? And he said, it has never happened. And I was mm -hmm. like, okay, you're a multi-generational company. <laughs> like, I think that just there's, um, there's a, a challenge that you will face every day. And there's, you have to give yourself the grace to know that hopefully some things are going to be um, temporary headwinds. And some of them might be a lot longer if you believe in what you're doing and you're dedicated to it and you're willing to continue to sacrifice for it, then I think you're in the right spot. Yes. Great advice. And I do like that you asked somebody who's had an established brand for, you know, longer than you and I both been alive. And he's like, what? I, I don't have it right yet. He's like, no. And I was like, really? I was like, wait, when's the moment when I get to sleep? <laughs> yes. Like when have I arrived? Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Well, I know you need to get back to the conference. Is there anything else that you would like to share with our listeners before we say goodbye? Um, maybe just um, gratitude for um, support and for learning about NISA. I think there's a lot of data and information that comes to us, a lot of like we're getting marketed to all the time as consumers. So when people take the time to really understand or hear the story of a brand, it's super impactful. It's um it, we're he, real human. We're mothers that created a product because we saw that we needed something better. And it's as simple as that. Um, so we're really thankful for those that um, come along the ride with us. 
And I am very, very grateful for you coming on the Fearless Sellers, the Women of Amazon podcast to inspire all of us and just be open and honest about your brand story. So thank you for joining. Thank you. Thank you for having me. And until next time, stay fearless. If you're already selling on Amazon or you're looking to get started and you want my help, go to amzfearless.com to book a free strategy selling session. We can see if we can help you out. That's amzfearless.com. Talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to the Fearless Sellers, the Women of Amazon podcast. Until next time, stay fearless.